Welcome to China in Context. I'm Duncan Bartlett. The Chinese general who leads the People's Liberation Army provoked alarming headlines when he recently warned that China would resolutely crush any attempt at Taiwan's independence. Defence Minister General Wei strongly implied that the United States is supporting the island's independence, thus violating its promise on Taiwan, according to China, and interfering in its domestic affairs. Let me make this clear. If anyone dares to secede Taiwan from China, we will not hesitate to fight. We will fight at all costs and we will fight to the very end. This is the only choice for China, General Wei said at the Shangri-La Dialogue, an Asian security summit held in Singapore. Taiwan, which considers itself a sovereign nation, has long been claimed by China, but its close links to the United States are irritating China, leaving it at the center of a great power rivalry. Well, I'm delighted to be joined on this week's China in Context podcast by the director of the SOAS China Institute, Professor Steve Sang. Steve, welcome to China in Context. Hello, Duncan. Great pleasure to join you again. Let's start with China's angry rhetoric in relation to the independence of Taiwan. Can you explain what causes this? Because Taiwan is, to all intents and purposes, a self-governing country, and thus independent of China, isn't it? Well, the Chinese defense minister's statement at the Shangri-La Dialogue is in some ways unnecessary, but it is completely understandable and very much in line with the Chinese government's long-standing policy. It is unnecessary because he makes it sound like the United States has changed its policy and is now supporting the independence or the formal independence of Taiwan. This is not the American policy under the Biden administration. Uh, when Biden said that the United States would help Taiwan defend itself, his language was still within the framework of the American long-standing commitment, which has always has two elements to it. One was that if Taiwan did not do anything to provoke China into taking military action, then the United States would fulfill its commitment under the American Taiwan Relations Act of 1979 to help Taiwan defend itself. But the Americans are not committed to defend Taiwan if the Taiwanese were to trigger or to take actions that will trigger a Chinese military invasion of Taiwan. And Biden did not say that he will send American forces into Taiwan to interfere, however it started. That's why it's not necessary. But in terms of the long-standing policy of the Chinese government, it has always been that it can tolerate for some time the status quo across the Taiwan Strait, but it will not stand Taiwan formally changing its name and formally claiming de jure independence from China. That hasn't changed. They have always intended to use force should Taiwan take such a dramatic step. 
Well, I hear from what you're saying then that the Chinese side are listening closely for any change in policy by the United States. When President Biden said quite explicitly that America would protect the island militarily if it's attacked, does that mark a change in policy or a change in approach? No, it doesn't mark a change in American policy because the Chinese government is seeing in the Biden administration a much more hawkish approach towards China, and therefore they are reading rather more into what the Biden statement had said. And that's why they are responding more aggressively. That reflects a change in the approach of the Xi Jinping administration, which is taking a much harder line approach generally towards Taiwan, the United States, or for that matter, China's positions in the world generally. Well, let's drill down a little bit into what the Americans are saying. Can I read you a quote from the US Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin? This is also from that Shangri-La dialogue meeting in Singapore, which was held in June 2022. Lloyd Austin said, now as part of our One China policy, we'll continue to fulfill our commitments under the Taiwan Relations Act. And that includes assisting Taiwan in maintaining a sufficient self-defense capability. Well, Joe Biden has said that China is flirting with danger by flying warplanes close to the island. But it seems to me as though both sides are making the situation more dangerous. What's your view? Now, the statement you have read from the US Defense Secretary reaffirms the long-standing American position. And he starts off by reaffirming that the United States has its own one China policy, which incidentally is different from China's one China principle. The Chinese government's one China principle simply says that Taiwan is part of China and it is not contestable, and that must be upheld at all costs. The US one China policy simply says that the United States acknowledge that people on both sides of the Taiwan Strait claims that there is only one China and they do not challenge that. But within that framework, the United States is committed under the Taiwan Relations Act to provide Taiwan with the capability to defend itself so that the status of Taiwan will not be changed against the will of the people of Taiwan. Now you can see why I say that the US policy has not actually changed. Both sides of the US-China relationship are now becoming less trustful of the other side and much more suspicious of the other side in terms of their intentions. And with the Chinese government significantly and dramatically increasing the deployment of People's Liberation Air Force aircraft, as well as People's Liberation naval ships in Taiwan's uh, vicinity, and sometimes in Taiwan's air defense zone. It makes it look like much more aggressive from the perspective of the Taiwanese and the Americans. And it is precisely because the heightened risk that such deployment 
could accidentally get out of hand and potentially trigger a confrontation that neither side wants, that the Americans are trying to deter the Chinese. But what they haven't realized or have ignored is the fact that the Xi Jinping administration cannot be deterred that way. And the more the Xi Jinping administration is being deterred by the Americans, the more Xi Jinping's administration will double down. And that is why we are seeing tensions getting higher, even though the intention, at least on the part of the Americans, is to reduce that tension. Turning to the waters between mainland China and the island of Taiwan, an area known as the Taiwan Strait, China recently claimed that it has sovereignty and jurisdiction over that area. Now that phrase is in stark contrast to the way other nations see the situation. They describe the Taiwan Strait as an international waterway. What's behind these different interpretations? The Taiwan Strait has historically always been seen as international waters. The Chinese government under whichever administration have always claimed Taiwan as part of China since 1949. And therefore, the immediate territorial waters around Taiwan would also be Chinese waters. But they have not always claimed that all of the Taiwan Strait should be counted as China's territorial waters. But the Xi Jinping administration now takes the view that because both mainland China side of the Taiwan Strait and the Taiwan side of the Taiwan Strait were Chinese. So the hold of the Taiwan Strait is within China's um, economic zone and therefore should be considered effectively as Chinese waters. This also reflects a change in the way how the Chinese government under Xi Jinping looked at Taiwan's airspace. Xi Jinping says that since Taiwan is Chinese, all the air above Taiwan are Chinese, and therefore the People's Liberation Army Air Force. And that is one of the reasons why we are seeing so many more Chinese aircrafts being deployed. But the other reason is, of course, that the capability of the PLA Air Force has substantially improved in the last 10 years. They now have the capability to take the risk which they previously would be rather more hesitant to do. I've seen a lot of articles in the press suggesting that the Russian invasion of Ukraine should be taken as a warning that China intends to invade Taiwan. The Chinese officials always say that's a completely inappropriate comparison. They say the two situations are quite different. What's your perspective? I think the Chinese government here is right that um, the Chinese government has not become more inclined or more determined to take Taiwan because of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. I think the Chinese intention and determination has been there way, way before the Russian invasion of Ukraine. It has not been changed. It's not been increased. It has not been diminished. The commitment is always there. And what Xi Jinping would like to do is for the government in Taiwan to, in their view, have the good sense to surrender when China is ready to take Taiwan with a clear deployment of overwhelming military superiority. And if Taiwan will then surrender, 
then the taking of Taiwan would be peaceful and force will not need to be used. But of course, the subtext there is that if the government in Taipei would not surrender, and democratic governments don't usually surrender because of another country demanding it to surrender, then the PLA will use force to take Taiwan. Now, what I think the Russian invasion of Ukraine has done is to get Western countries, particularly the Western European democracies, to realize that the Chinese intention over Taiwan is serious and that they would need to take that on board. That is something which the Americans have taken on board for a long time. So have the Japanese and the Australians, but not most of the European governments. Lastly, on the question of independence for Taiwan, do you think all this heated rhetoric might lead to a situation on the island in which, say, a political leader does declare independence? Um, or do you expect a less confrontational approach? And, and that's more or less the one that's being taken by President Tsai Ing-wen and her Democratic Progressive Party. One thing about democratic politics is that one can never be sure that a democratically elected president will always behave responsibly. I mean, particularly in the 21st century, having seen Donald Trump as the duly elected president of the United States and Boris Johnson as the prime minister of the United Kingdom. I think it takes enormous courage for any analyst to say that democratically elected president of Taiwan will never do something that will uh, bring in a war that Taiwan cannot possibly win on its own. People in Taiwan fully realize that if they trigger a war with China, it is a war that Taiwan cannot win on its own. And the earlier discussions we have about the US policy of what they call strategic ambiguity, that the Taiwanese cannot count on American support. If the Taiwanese were to start a chain of events that resulted in China using force to invade Taiwan, will be a very powerful deterrence against any elected leader of Taiwan taking such a risk. So I think the risk that any elected leader in Taiwan will go for a full blown de jure declaration of independence of Taiwan is very, very low. And the position of the governing uh, DPP in Taiwan is that it is not necessary because Taiwan already exists as an independent country anyway. So why would it need to declare independence when it is, for all intents and purposes, already independent? Well, thank you, Steve. You've given us a lot to think about. That was Professor Steve Sang, Director of the SOAS China Institute, part of the University of London, which produces this podcast. And you can find out more about our courses and research at soas.ac.uk. But for now, that's all from us here at the China in Context podcast team.